Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of Breaking the Ceiling. All of us have our favorite sweets uh, from our childhood and adulthood. And one of the most uh, you know, common sweets that is uh, loved by everyone, let it be a kid to an elderly person, is cookies. Today, we are going to have somebody who took a simple cookie and created a sensation around it. Not only was the product fantastic, there were people lining up on roads out of nowhere to have it. We started with a small little nano and she's grown into a large empire. I'm talking about none other than Neha Sethi, who is the founder of Swedish House Mafia. Hey Neha, welcome to Breaking the Ceiling. Hi, thank you for having me. So Neha, uh, the, I loved how you started. I mean, I know a little bit about the brand. I've been following you from the early days. But I would love to know you before Swedish House Mafia. So tell me about life till before you thought of Swedish House Mafia. What did that look like? Okay. Well, that actually no one's really asked me that. So this is very interesting going back into the pre-SHM days. Um, I've been born and brought up in Bombay's cathedral schooling. I did science actually in my 11th and 12th. Uh, I don't know why because I'll actually I tell, I'll tell you why I did that because I was told that Neha if you do science the way you think will be much more different than the way a person who does commerce or liberal arts thinks. I said okay that's interesting sure why not. So I did science, I hated it, but that's another thing. And then I went abroad to study, I went to university. I was at Berkeley for a year and then I transferred to Wharton. I graduated from there with a degree in finance, which also I hated. <laughs> and then I went to New York for a year, I did investment banking there, which I hated. So, I mean, pretty much everything I did, I, I did not like, except of course the friends in the school and all was great, but the studies part, not that great. I came back and then I started um, an education, educational software institute for a bit. We did that. And then eventually I just, I wasn't getting my footing. I, I wasn't finding something that was uh, exciting or was me or I felt like, you know, this is what I want to do. And I was baking in the side the entire time while I was still trying to figure out what to do. And so that is literally, that was my life, like studying stuff I didn't like and then waiting to figure out stuff and waiting for something to happen and then literally SHM happened. So yeah. So it's very common that a lot of people in the food sector have started in banking, finance, software. So I keep telling them that's where you make the money and now you're coming and blowing it up here. So. So I, I, I've interviewed so many people and I've met so many people, you know, from the same fraternity. And it is uncanny how many people come from the finance and the tech background, right? And a lot of them always said and you know, resonated the same thought. Like I did this and I even did it well, but it didn't. I mean, there's something missing, right? I was I knew there's something else, some other itch that I had to scratch, right? So I, I'm, I'm glad that you started this. And so tell me about your aha moment. Tell me about like when and why did you decide to start uh, SHM? So the thing is, I've been baking since I was a kid. My mom is uh, a really good cook uh, parties. And whenever there was anything happening at home, she'd always rope me in to do the dessert bit because I've always had a sweet tooth. So she figured she'd get help for that at least. So I've been doing on and off with mom and then even in college a little bit. So it's baking has been there in my life since I was young. 
once I was then when things didn't work out with like banking and still trying to figure everything out, else out I was still baking off and on and then giving it to friends and family and just feeding them and then eventually like I don't know how it happened but one of my friends suggested you know what Neha I think social media was just picking up then over here so he said that you know send it to um, the bottom of your building and I'll tell a couple of people and like I'll tell I'll put it on my social media and I'm sure 20 strangers will come and buy these cookies they are amazing I said that sounds ridiculous and he said no 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 just do it just do it I promise you I said okay like you know for me back it wasn't much of an investment in, in that sense because he said just like 20 30 cookies now that I was baking anyways I said okay this is not a big deal so I was mulling the idea over in my head I spoke to my uh, husband about it and he said there's no harm in trying it so it wasn't like a single aha moment it was like definitely should we should I but this isn't what I want to do I never saw myself as a baker I've done finance Chalo, let's do it till I figure it out so I started doing it to figure life beyond that out and then I never knew it would just be such a success and that people would take to it and people really enjoy the cookies so much that it just became what I do. So tell me about the nano. Tell me about the nano. I think that just, that was, I think that took the news by storm, right? I mean, I remember reading about it suddenly all over the place. Like, yeah, it's a blue nano and you're like, follow it on social media. You don't know where it's going to show up. So tell me about that. Was it just the same idea of like, hey, it's going to be in a building somewhere kind of expanded out? How did that play out? So, okay, so there's two things. First of all, when my friend has suggested it, he said, send it to the bottom of the building in a cycle. And I said, I, now who will I send with a cycle? I have this small car, maybe this will do. And this small car actually happened to be a wedding gift from my husband and our friends to us, like in 2010, as a joke. A joke wedding gift was the Nano. It was a, a bet between him and his other really good friend. And they said, and... It was just, yeah, like my husband said, yeah, yeah, I'll use it. The friend was like, you're never going to use it. So to prove a point, he gifted us a nano. It was ridiculous. It wasn't used as much. But then for SHM, it became our lucky mascot. So anyway, so there was no cycle. There was the nano. We sent the nano. Initially, I just, uh, I just literally took blue chart paper and painted the logo on it. And that's, that's the deal. And I was like, haha, we'll see, we'll see. But it picked up so quickly that like literally within two months I said it just makes sense to just have the whole thing covered and it just became like I guess the mascot the nano was our mascot I know it was your mascot right it literally became I mean that was how people knew the brand like oh there's a nano blue nano in the city and you have to like you know like figure out where it is so tell me a little bit about the brand name like how did you come up with Swedish House Mafia so when we were thinking about this this venture and we realized that the name has to be something different and can't be you know like we i tossed up of some names i said um sweet tooth fairy and all these random random really boring names and we're like this is really not happening and my brother-in-law akash actually who's the other, who's my partner in this he was studying in the states at that time he was doing his masters and i told him this idea and um he was like oh i love it i love it so i said yeah, yeah we have to think of a name he didn't even like he didn't even give it a millisecond he's like yeah Swedish house mafia I burst out laughing I said what sort of name is this and he's like no no it's too good and I loved it also because Swedish house mafia had actually just performed in Bombay I think that month or a month before so it was literally fresh in everyone's mind 
So he's like, yeah, Swedish House Mafia. I said, yeah, 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 it's perfect. Everyone will have like brand recall and all. And every, like our family was like, this is a ridiculous name. The, ad- the adults are not going to be able to pronounce it. They won't know what it means. I said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> the youngsters <laughs> will get it. And um, they like the name. So that's literally how it happened. It was, it was just, it happened. That is, it's very cool how people actually just stumble onto the name, you know, like stumble onto concepts. So it's serendipity, you know, meets old, unscratched itches or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, things are born, which is just absolutely cool. Cool, you know, the how that kind of plays out. So tell me in the beginning days, what were the challenges that you faced, right? Like what are the hurdles that you had to overcome as your business started to grow? So in terms of the nano, of course, getting the word out there was a challenge, but Honestly, like my friend, he told me, you know, send it to a couple people. And back then there were just like literally like five bloggers and literally like they were actual bloggers. They wrote like proper pages and there was no Instagram. So it was Twitter and Facebook. So there were two of them. There was Shivani and there was Adarsh, Big Booker and Shivani went by her name. So he said, send it to them. And uh, he said, if they, they tweet about it, then you're, you're set. So I said, okay. So I sent it to them and I think I sent it to them on Thursday and I Friday they tweeted and Friday I had my first delivery and there was a line. So I would like to say there were challenges with the nano, but you know, there, <laughs> touch wood, there weren't, I mean, there weren't really many challenges with the nano. Yeah, sometimes we had cops and all coming and trying to shoo the car, car away, but I shouldn't say this, but the cookies worked <laughs> in terms of not getting shooed away. <laughs> Like when you started, did you start out of your home and then did you then after that move to a facility or like how long were you out of your home for? So this started in April 2013 and that was out of home. I had like four Bajaj um, uh, OTCs and that was till June of 2000, June or July, no, September. September 2014 is when the first store started. So from April 2013 to September 2014, it was out of home i had taken a couple months break in the middle while we were setting up the brick and mortar store at Tony mills so maybe yeah a year yeah a little over a year was out of the nano and, and how was family store. was family okay with all these cookies being made day in and day out yeah they were quite excited initially when they were like okay see how it goes we don't know like you know you're trying something try like of course my husband though was of course like yeah you must try and the family was really on board with it um they said yeah let's see how it goes and when they saw it picking up and you know the newspapers were covering it radio and tv and you know the hoopla and people talking about it and messaging and you're seeing your friends kids also like lining up for this so you know they they were very excited with the whole thing like every every day every time there was a delivery was like how did it go how many cookies were sold and all so it was exciting and then of course then when the leap went to the brick and mortar store then of course it was like okay now this is an established business that's when it started getting more serious and it started feeling more like a real business. Like once you have like a, your own brick and mortar, because now you have more responsibilities, right? Your rent, your people, your, and, and the, the business starts growing. So tell me about a proud moment you've had in the history of SHM. A proud moment. Oh. You know, honestly, most of my like actual interaction happened during the nano days. So I got a lot of emails then. Um, so a lot of things made me like uh, the messages and emails I got that time were like amazing. 
uh, now that you know now the social media like algorithms are really messed up and all skewed and you don't get as many messages as you would as you would like back then it was just so simple and straightforward but yeah there was a time when you know i got an email from this father i think saying that you know you don't realize how much happiness you bring into our house i see my kids sharing the cookies and you just spread so many smiles everywhere and you know that was just it's just it's it's such a good feeling that you see you know that you're spreading smiles in all these pe- people's people's lives and people who you don't even know and you know you're bringing so much happiness so that definitely even today it makes me so happy when i see you know posts about shm and people smiling just to think that you know i was responsible for something like that it's it's amazing fantastic i think your biggest fans must be kids i know one of your big fans is probably my daughter zero daughter who loves to sing Your cookies and uh, Le Fifteen's Pooja's macaroons. These are her two like most favorite sweet dishes ever. Like once in a week, something one of these has to come home, right? And for a birthday, like that, has, that's like a staple. Like birthday pay, there's a big order of one of these there, you know, to go to everyone. So I think so. Kids are, I think, your biggest fans are probably kids. Parents appreciate it, but I'm very sure kids you know must be smiling year to year when they see your cookies. So which out of your cookies? Does the best like which is the one I know which is my favorite, but which one is the one that you know is like a crowd pleaser? You know, honestly, I don't even think people are surprised anymore when I say Nutella sea salt because that was honestly the original. That was the cookie that started it all. Um, I'm yeah, we were the ones who started this whole flavor profile of Nutella and sea salt. Like it wasn't a thing before. And then I remember like the first few times when I gave it to a friend, they're like, "Oh, these cookies are salty." I'm like, "No, that's the flavor profile. It's Nutella and sea salt." So initially, people didn't even like like what is going on here with the extra salt. So that is by far. The most popular cookie, even though I'm like, guys, try something else. They're all good. They're all good. Try this chocolate walnut one. They're like, yeah, no, it's not happening. Nutella. So it's so different, and you know, it combines flavors which people are not otherwise used to having so well. That is literally like I must have bought maybe hundred times from you, but. Out of those hundred times, ninety nine times, at least one of the cookies has been Nutella sea salt, right? I mean, you'll obviously try the things and all, but that's like a default, like a go to, go to cookie. So, in fact, if two cookies a person, one would be a Nutella sea salt, and then you would get something else, right? So, no, that that, that that's just that's fantastic. And also, creating an iconic, uh, you know, brand and an iconic cookie, right? In a market where there are hundreds of cookies and thousands of you know people making it, I think requires uh, you know something very special. Tell me a little bit about are there any upcoming projects, upcoming cookies, anything new that you're planning to do that you can tell us about? So you know we're constantly trying to come up with new things. Now we know our cookies. Luckily, like we had the first mover advantage back then when SHM Mathis when the Nano started. The whole reason it even started was because I literally was called Cookie in college. That was my nickname because I loved cookies. And when I came back, there were no cookies here except for um, Indigo Deli that did fresh cookies. You didn't find cookies anywhere. So I was like, okay, well. I mean, I guess I have to make my own cookies, and that's how it actually just took off. So. When SHM started, there was no um, uh, competition as such, and so we've been able to establish at least the cookie part of things. And now that we have, you know, that is done. Like people are like, okay, SHM cookies synonym, uh, you know, like synonymous with each other. We're now trying to go into different verticals. So now we have, um, if on our website and Swiggy and all, you see that we have brownies and we have um, 
uh, tea cakes and we have our premixes. We just launched two new premixes this week. Awesome. We have the awesome. double chocolate chip premix and the oatmeal raisin. We've had the chocolate chip originally. So these are amazing things for you to do with like, you know, the adults to do with the kids or even the adults to do in general when they're bored. It literally takes 20 minutes to whip up these cookies, 10 minutes to mix it and 10 minutes in the oven and you have fresh, amazing cookies, which you cannot, like we made smaller packs that people can literally eat all of it and not, I mean, feel a little guilty, but not too guilty. Too guilty. It's like, so, well, no, yeah, I, mean, so, I mean, you don't have to bake 20, right? You can just bake five or six or eight or 10 and yeah so the small pack only bakes eight so it's perfect right. for one like two people to share it and they're not yeah so that's what we just released and then um we're working on some other stuff uh, for retail but okay. things are yeah it's continuous it's all the time yeah that is awesome so i think with the premixes you're going to really open up the market where that you know where this can be available across thousands of places you don't need a live kitchen to be able to serve this, right? So, and I'm seeing this trend uh, coming up in the next one or two years. Almost all the 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 big brands are going to productize. They're going to go, you know, in your kitchen. Like instead of me making it in my kitchen and giving it to you, you will make it in your kitchen. That's the model, right? And I think that's going to open up the market. It's going to open up exports. It's going to open up so many different avenues. Right, and so that, that I think is just a fantastic uh, upcoming project, or if it's already launched. I mean, I've seen it launched, right? So I think that's going to be very, very exciting. So tell me a little bit about what what advice, what are the three pieces of advice would you give your eighteen year old self if you could go back in time and like say, hey, here are three things you need to learn that will make your life easier, it will make you more successful, it will make you whatever. What are the three pieces of advice you'd give your eighteen year old self? Oh my god. At 18, God, that was when we were leaving for college. <laughs> I don't even know what I was thinking. No, so ah, now what you know, is... what would you go back and tell your 18 year old self, like, do this, don't do that? <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to sound very cliched, but I think that everything I've done so far has led up to this moment. So if I, and I feel like I'm, I'm a very relaxed and chill person in general. Like I really, while I study hard, I also relaxed in college and had a good time. So it's not like I can tell my 18 year old self, don't take yourself too seriously because I wasn't taking myself too seriously even back then. I have worked hard. So I feel like, is this like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I would tell my 18 year old self. I think so I've done. That is awesome. So that's the first time somebody doesn't know. I mean, they're like, I wouldn't do anything differently. Right. So the other day, I was talking to one of my mentors. His name is Dr. Venumani, right? Uh, he just, uh, he's the owner of Thyroken. And he had a billion dollar exit. He started at 500 rupees and he had a billion dollar exit. So when I was talking to him, I just asked him the same thing. I'm like, hey, what would you do differently? He said, uh, nothing. I would still want to be in a poor village. I would still want to go to the same school I went to. I would still want to be on eat my daily meals provided by the government. I would still want to live in a hostel. I would still want to come to Bombay with 500 rupees. I would still marry the same woman I married. I would still want to, you know, start my lab in the small little place and live, have the lab in front, live at the back. I would still want the same siblings. I would still want my same children. I would still want all the different things I had because that's exactly what got me ready for where I'm today. Is that I would not do it to a single thing differently. Which is a fantastic, uh, you know. So that having like having no regrets, but more than that, living that life, knowing that hey, that life got you to where you are today, right? So, so it, it reminds me of this phrase "amor fati," right? Which is like, hey, love of fate. 
right? So it's it's okay. It, it, there's nothing and, and no regrets. Living a life with no regrets, right? So I think that is just absolutely fantastic. So tell me a little bit about uh, a superpower you have that most people don't know. Oh, a superpower that I have. The people don't know of. I think people know everything about me. Uh, I'm super organized. If that helps, I guess that's all my. the uh, botan training and like yeah I, yeah my brother in law akash like i mentioned my partner in this he makes so much fun of me sometimes he's like like something's wrong with you <laughs> i'm really organized when it comes to of course work it helped me um during the nano days but now he's taken over the business operations and also he does all that but in the nano days it was all me so it of course helped then um i'm organized when it comes to home life i'm organized when it comes to holidays also i'm like super organized and super like lists and everything so yeah i think it's a superpower cuz everything has its place and i feel like i can find anything it, it, i think it will help you manage life a little easier it will help personal life and professional life i think go much easier if you're more organized right so you're not like you 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 have a list you're somebody who will have a to do list who has if i'm going on vacation have i taken everything but that just makes so much more sense because you are prepared you know you've already thought it through you don't have to like nothing surprises you like at the end right you're already ready for everything so that actually brings me to my next question of work life balance so you have two kids right uh, six and a half year old and two year old am i right six and a half and two your older daughter is with my younger daughter in school and which relation we found out recently which is interesting right so tell me how do you manage work and how do you manage uh two kids how does that all work out so right now my um right now with everyone staying at home and schools being at home and the home schooling thing it's of course a little bit more difficult to give each equal amounts of time you know i am definitely leaning more towards home and school and kids they're definitely getting a lot more time than work is but then that's where my brother in law akash um, he steps in like he's been amazing so he so let me just tell you a little bit about him also really quickly he always believed in me before i believed in me like he <laughs> he's my husband's younger brother and i've been dating my husband since donkey's years so akash was really young when i started dating him and i used to take brownies and cookies and cupcakes even back that used to feed him because he was this little chap and i was like oh yeah 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 have some dessert and he was like your stuff is amazing and then when i got married he's like you have not when i no when we were still dating he's like you have to open this cupcake store and you'll do amazing and open it and then when i got married he's like i found a location for you you have to open this cupcake store I'm like what are you talking i'm not opening any cupcake store he's like one day you will open a shop and i will never talk to you i said okay akash that is not happening Lo and behold, we opened a shop. So seriously, he believed in me before I did, and we opened. So the uh, brick and mortar opened when he came back. So we did that together. So he's been in it since literally the beginning, 2014, and we've done this completely hand in hand, where he's taken care of the operations and the business aspect of it, and the finances, and I do more of the product development and the R and D and all that is me. So even now, he is. Um, especially now in the last couple years with schooling and all at home he's really taken up the slack so it's been touch what it's been amazing uh, he's been amazing and it's been amazing having him because honestly i don't know how i would have managed without him like with two kids i yeah, know it would have been difficult i remember when you're planning this interview 
uh, when I said morning, you were like, no, no, no. And I knew you were going to say that, right? Because in every house, the same thing. Like, don't do calls in the morning. There kids, there's no stuff happening at all. Right. So I think that that's, uh, but I also see that as a big blessing because I don't think I've spent this much time with my family ever. Right. So I'm getting to know my kids so much better. I'm getting to you know, spend so much time with them. And it's such a good age. Right. I have a nine year old and a six year old. Right. So it's such a fun age because once they become, teenage, once they become teenagers, they're not going to want to spend time with us. Now they, they also enjoy, we also enjoy. So I think. Yeah, uh, if you want to look at the silver uh, lining of this whole pandemic, is it's come for at least for me, it's come for a perfect time. <laughs> Sorry, no, I was saying that because uh, the lockdown happened when my younger one was just about seven to eight months. What landed up happening, what for me was a major silver lining, is that my older one and younger one got to spend so much time together, which would not have happened otherwise. Because you know, like their school timings would have been like you know like seven in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon and then some class or the other and then going to sleep and also they wouldn't have any had any time to bond but now because they're together all day they actually have this amazing relationship which wouldn't have developed had it not been for lockdown so yeah silver lining silver lining right uh, so tell me a little bit about mentors in your life uh, do you have mentors in your life have they helped you are you mentoring anyone i would love to hear about mentors so no i uh, i haven't really i mean i i speak to my husband i speak to people around me but there's not one go-to person that i'm like okay help me out with this we all like within my family within our family we just like bounce ideas off of each other and we just mentoring each other i, I guess i don't know it's good to have that support system at home where you can openly discuss things and you know you get valuable feedback Right, and I think that that's actually invaluable. Having that right within the your four walls without going outside, which is fantastic, right? And so, but what I've seen is, uh, as you grow, right, as you're going to grow bigger and bigger, you're going to see, you're going to face problems that you haven't faced before, and at scales which you haven't faced before. There are you will have two options at that time. One is you try and figure it all out by yourself, or two is actually reach out to somebody who's been in that space, who's you know crossed that threshold. And, you know, just get some insight from them. And you'll be very surprised how much people are willing to help, right? So one of the big breakthroughs I had in my life is realizing that if you ask people for help, they go out of their way to help you. All you have to do is just ask, right? And so many people will go out of their way to help you. It could be little, it could be this much or this much. Depends on what you're asking of them, right? So, and, I'm, and as you grow, you're going to very soon <laughs> yeah he definitely talks to a lot more people and yeah <laughs> than i do he's the one who's on the phone a lot more okay. so uh what does a five year down the line look like for shm what does it look like for you so of course now we are already pan india we've delivered to over 1200 towns and cities in the country so we are pretty much a pan-India brand right now. Yeah, like random towns and small, small places. So it's amazing that we've been able to reach so many people. And uh, yeah, they've enjoyed our products. Of course, we've had a lot of repeats. So pan-India is already happening, which is amazing. Now, of course, we're going to try to go international as well. That is definitely on the cards. We do get emails ever so often that... Can you deliver to London? Can you deliver here? Can you deliver there? And we're like, you know, it would take that. It would take so much longer for the product to get to you, and it would be like much more. Like it would be costlier for me to send it to you. Like the 
the price of courier will be much more than the price of the product so like it doesn't even make sense but there is there are people asking so there are fans of our product so we definitely do want to go international in 5 years i hope i mean that's the plan definitely to be international to be in different parts of the globe that is definitely the 5 year plan as of now and yeah as mine and akash both of us want that that is phenomenal right and i would love to see uh, shm uh, in a hybrid i would love to see it in us i would love to see it in uk australia I, I and I know that there is a market for that, right? Because the product yeah, is so superior, and the brand, you know. I mean, when you think of SHM, you think of obviously yummy cookies, but then you also think of quality, right? So that's always been, I think, one of the backbones uh, at your uh, at your establishment. So uh, tell me, uh, yeah, go on. No, I said I, I. I mean, I think that's where it helps that the person who's handling the finances and the person who's doing the menu development are two separate people. Because I can be like, no, I'm not compromising on my flavors, and he'd be like, but it needs to work out commercially. And then we can, you know, come to a middle ground where at least I'm not sacrificing the quality of things, and it still works for him. So, because if I was the person doing both, I would be at. It would be such a stressful situation in my head. And I'm like, what do I do? It would be such a cash twenty-two, but because it's segregated, we can figure out and come to a place where we're both happy. So having the understanding of what is good, bad, having a different perspective, you know, all under one roof, uh, I think goes uh, you know very very long way. So my last question uh, for you: There are so many new people entering, uh, you know, this domain, right? Uh, there are home bakers and people who are entering the food industry. What is the one piece of advice that you would like to give to them? definitely put in the hard work because you can have all the passion in the world and be like yeah yeah if you love what you do you won't work a day in your life and all that jazz but if you don't put in the hard work the sweat and the tears and all of that um it's not going to pan out also you have to don't give up hope because it's going to be tough initially so initially in the middle at some point it's just it's going there's going to be lots of ups and downs so just keep on working put your head down look towards the light and it's It's always going to work out if you put in the effort. I think that's the most important thing. Oh, and definitely try to get a partner. <laughs> It makes life so much easier. <laughs> definitely, like you said, don't uh, don't hesitate to ask for help. Like like you said, don't hesitate to ask for help. And because you can't do everything, it's not humanly possible. Something will sac- like something will not. If you ever want to create a larger business, you require a lot more uh, help. Right when you're starting off, starting off alone is fine. Now sometimes it helps me come as a co-founder. Sometimes it helps me come as mentors. Sometimes it helps me come as the first team members you hire. Right. So if you make those selections correctly, that itself acts as a foundation for success. Sometimes your product may change, right? But if you got the right team, I think that will that is really you know that can be the real secret of success, right? So uh, thank you, Nea, for you know taking out the time and coming you know on the show and sharing a little bit about you, a little bit about the company, a little bit about the future, and what you know new people entering the field should be looking at. Uh, it was a lot of fun getting to know the person behind the brand, right? I mean, I I mean we didn't know we are cathedral parents like, till we spoke in the which is such a small world, right? I mean we could have probably bumped into each other sometime down the line, and I did. I think I remember talking to you about five six years ago. Uh, when you were just getting the labels done, and I remember, you know, having the discussion with you, and I was so excited that I like, hey, the you know the the, the sweet and cookie. I mean, I used to love the cookies, right? So I used to always love having uh, customers whose products I love. So I, I remember connecting 
then but that time obviously we didn't get to know each other personally but i'd love to you know i love this interview i uh, love the fact that i got to know you as a person right a- apart from the brand so thank you for taking out the time and uh, we look forward to having you again sometime in the future definitely thank you so much for having me this has been uh, a lot of fun and very different from my other interviews <laughs> so thanks again nia So, hey guys, uh, that was Neha Sethi from Sweetish House Mafia. She shared so much about herself, the process, the te- uh, the the tears that go behind uh, creating great products, and the importance of having the great partner. Sometimes it can be a family member, it can be a friend, it can be a mentor, it can be so many come in so many different forms. But having that person makes a big difference. So stay tuned for who is coming up next on our next show. Thanks a lot, and have a great day.